Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Freddie Korea and, or Korea. It don't matter. Uh, we're over here uh, on the Swapcast. Thanks for the invite. Podcast is doing a Swapcast with This Is Not a Podcast with the host, Scott Wharton. What up, bro? What's up, Freddie, man? How are you doing, Freddie Korea? Yes, Freddie Korea. That's right. You said it right. That's perfect. So I'm you're saying a lot, a lot of people mess that up, huh? Oh, since I was a kid, man. How often does a host of a comedy show mess that up? Oh, quite a bit. Because even <laughs> if I tell them it's it's Korea, they'll just go with that. This is the most most um, frequent one. They always say Carrera. Carrera? The, the, yeah, the two R's for some reason throws in an extra syllable that's not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but since I was a kid, man, it's it's been happening since I was a kid. It's like I'm used to it. <laughs> no, yeah. Um people always give me the I'm always Horton Here's a Who. That's what my name always is. <laughs> Scott Wharton Horton Here's a Who. <laughs> do you have any do you have any jokes about the Freddie Korea? <laughs> you know, I tried I try to do some jokes about um uh, the closest I ever got, I'm not Korean, and you know, nah, nah, nah that yeah. shit works. <laughs> <laughs> right? It felt like it felt like too hacky or something. Yeah, it's like sometimes you know, like I get it. Sometimes people have to address something the obvious, but it's not too. It's not like I don't know. Like I feel like when you go on stage, no one really remembers your name anyway, unless you're known. You know. Right, unless you're Chappelle or Rogan or whatever. Yeah, your name's not gonna matter. Like. When people trip out on me for for um, fucking up their names, when I host, I always I've I've had conversations with friends of mine that been in the game for a long time, and they're you know credits, the name, it just it really doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 It's, just don't let that ruin your mood before you get on stage. Don't let it ruin your set. Oh yeah, I've ruined people's moods. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's I've, I mean. There's definitely times that I can, I'll get discouraged in the middle of a set, especially at open mics when I'm trying new material out. And it's like, if I have a momentum and then something just doesn't hit, I, I like get discouraged and it just changes my whole vibe. And uh, you got to learn to have like a quarterback mentality, a quarterback's, you know, you, you got to be forgetful. You got to forget that interception. Yeah, that's true, man. Because I'll, we all we feed off of it, right? We feed off of the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, at least I do. I feel, I feel the same way as you, man. Like, you know, like something's not working or they're not responding, and it's like, you know. Yeah, man. It it, yeah, it hurts. It bums you out. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that not analogy. That's pretty good. Like the quarterback, forget you yeah. fucked up and uh, keep going. Yeah, exactly. Like if you throw an interception, you throw a fumble, you just gotta like you know, when you come back out on offense, you're you don't act like you threw a fumble or you, you threw an interception or, or fumbled the ball, you just you know, keep trying to get a touchdown, keep going back to what you're doing. Yeah. Oh um, that's good. I like that. But they have more time to adjust than we do. They get to go back to the sidelines, sit down, look at film. With us, it's it's instantaneous, you know. Yeah, they get to go back and Drink some Gatorade, play pocket pool with that little thing they put their hands in to warm up, and <laughs> a little hand warmer. Yeah, a little, and then and they get another shot. We 
like have you ever like I, at least it happened to me when i was like starting out like i would eat shit and then i would ask can i go up again and it's like no it's it's never gonna work again in the same show <laughs> yeah no yeah it's definitely not gonna and like even if you go up and do different jokes you've already just like killed the vibe for yourself you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean it's so, like for those people that night they're just already like tuned out as soon as you come back up you gotta wait till you reset again like grandfather's day you can't do it in the same day or the same yeah. show at least yeah, you yeah. just gotta wait to gotta unless you know how to wipe their memories from the bullshit you just fucking the dog shit you just <laughs> offered them. <laughs> right. What was uh what were some of your how long have you been doing comedy, Freddie? Uh let's see. I know you're I know you're older than me. Yeah, let's see. Um I'm, uh, let's see, nine years, I wanna say. Twenty yeah, it'll be nine years this summer in August. Nice. Yeah, how, about, how about you? I've been doing it a little over two years now. It was two years on March 8th. Oh, it's dope, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's really cool. Like, um, I don't remember what day it was. I, I, I Facebook will remind me, like, but I know it's in August. But it's, um, ni it's nice knowing your comedy birthday, I guess. Well, yeah, well, um, it's actually a friend of mine's birthday actual birthday too so it kind of makes it easier to remember really so you, you like you were at uh did you have it planned already no no it wasn't planned like that at all it just kind of that's just the kind of the way it worked out and your friend was there no no she wasn't there but uh um, oh, okay it just makes it easier for me to remember it's like oh okay March that's 8th. yeah Courtney's i thought you were birthday. like at, at a open mic with your friend you're like fuck it i'm gonna do it for you for your birthday yeah, right. <laughs> no, um, they started doing open mics at a bar near the motel where I live. And I went like, I went like the first three weeks they did it. And uh, just sat and watched. It kind of got a feel for, you know, what everybody was doing. And then like the fourth week, I had about three minutes of material by that time. And I came and had enough drinks <laughs> that I was great <laughs> to do it. That's um, dope. And then, like, I just caught the fucking bug, man. I was so hyped that night. I had a, I had a decent set my first night. Yeah. My second night, I bombed hard. Oh yeah, dude. So so you bombed hard. Like, did did you try to do the same jokes or? No, it was different jokes, and everything was so like long winded. And I was kind of like, I was I was like arrogant about my. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I was still growing as a human being, too. And I still am every day. Yeah. <laughs> but now I, I bombed hard. And that was actually uh, my uncle and my cousin were there. That's the only time they've seen me do comedy. Oh, <laughs> so they probably think. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, and that's the only time they've seen you do it, huh? yeah oh fuck so you haven't had redemption from that no so they probably like they don't really follow my facebook or anything so they don't like yeah they have progression so anytime they hear me talk about it two years later they probably don't take me seriously at all yeah you know, behind my back they're like scott fucking sucks <laughs> i said <sent them laughs> tell this Michelle obama joke it was no good <laughs> yeah, um, yeah yeah what about you I have one of those too, bro. Like, um, I, I I started doing cable up in Reno, 
Um, I live in Vegas now, but like up in Reno back in 05. So I have like these old cable buddies um, uh, that I've been friends with for shit over, over 10, almost 15 years. And, and um, I was at Skank Fest, not last year, but the year before. And um, uh, Big J and Rebecca, um, they put me up. I wasn't part of Skank Fest. The, um, last year I was, but the year before I, I, I was just over there as a fan. But they put me up because I was a comic. So I got on the show with, um, you know, Steve Renazizi is on it, Art Shafir, like all these fucking killers, right? And and I, I'm like around the 12th comic. And right before I'm about to go on stage, I ran into my buddies, the cable dudes, the cable guys. And bro, I had not seen him since I left Reno, like maybe eight years ago. So I have a beer now. One of my buddies, his name's Stacy. He has a beer now. And he's like, he's like, hey, uh, isn't your name Daniel? Because my first name's Daniel. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, who, who, who the hell would know that out here? And then I'm like, oh my God, it's Stacy. What up, dude? And and bro, he didn't know I did comedy. So that night I, I told him I did comedy. And he's like, He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, I'm here because I love, I love the skanks, you know, I love Legion, legions of skanks, and and I'm actually gonna perform right now. He's like, you're a comic. I'm like, yeah, I'm a comic. So I'm like, stay, stay, stick around. I'm about to go up like in two more sets, and it was the coolest surprise to run into my homies. But then when I was about to go up, um, they were gonna do Legion of Skanks podcast upstairs. This is at this the is Creek at, in the Cave. It's like a, um, it's it's like the comedy club where they used to do Skank Fest back in the day. Okay, so at the room fucking clears, dude. So everybody goes upstairs to go see Legion of Skanks, and then here I go. I'm about to go up, and now my friend Stacy and my other homie, they're there, anxious to see me perform. And bro, I ate dog shit. Oh, because there was no crowd. Yeah, it was part of that. Yeah, that too, man. I got to say that. But, you know, as a comic, you don't want to blame it on something else. No, you never want to blame it on the crowd or an aspect like that. Yeah, I mean, they're they're shitty crowds. I get it. But it was more like there was no crowd. But it doesn't change the fact that I ate dog shit. I still ate dog shit. And I fucking had a little panic attack and I started doing crowd work because the jokes weren't hitting. And all I could think of, my friends that I haven't seen in over eight years, they just found out that I'm a comic. We, like, this fucking coincidence that they're fans of Legion of Skanks, so am I. I never knew that. And now here we are. They're seeing me just eat shit. So and they're missing the podcast to watch you eat shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that no, went not- through my head, too. Like, I made them not go to the podcast upstairs so they could see me. So you bombed in front of your friends who you hadn't seen and who didn't know you did comedy and you bombed at Skankfest. Your yes. first time. <laughs> yes. As a guest, yeah. they gave you they gave you a crumb and you fucked it up. <laughs> I fucked it. I had one job to do. I fucked it up. But you rede- you redeemed yourself ultimately though, at least as far as Skankfest is is concerned. You you went back and you did Skankfest last year. Yes, as far as Skankfest goes, yes. Cause did you, you know I know it got them uh, canceled this year, but did you get invited this year? I I had not heard from them this year yet, and it was kind of like last year. Um, 
they kind of told me like a week and a half before and I was already going, I had bought tickets. So I said, yeah, I'm down. And, you know, so I don't know if I was going to be part of it this year. Right. Um, I was going to go regardless, but uh, yeah, it did get canceled or pushed back. So, but um, the, the crazy thing is that last year when I went, yeah, I did redeem myself, but my buddies, they, they were there at Skankfest again, um, but they didn't get to see my set. They missed it because the night before they got too drunk and they totally missed it. Maybe it was on purpose, though. <laughs> <laughs> what, but, what was that? Was it the same buddies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The oh, same yeah, yeah. So they watched you bomb. So they're like, oh, yeah, we got drunk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Daniel. We got drunk. Exactly. Meanwhile, <laughs> they were actually watching the podcast that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were probably a Kill Tony or something. Right, and, right. Yeah. It's like, they were probably watching Carlos Mencia. <laughs> <laughs> that was, they were like, well, we would rather watch Carlos Mencia than see that dog shit. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So you really, you really like Legion of Skanks. Is that kind of what you would? Is that kind of the umbrella of humor that that your brand falls under? Um, for stand up, I'll tell you this. Look, for stand up, I like. I would say, like for podcasts, I would say, yeah, I love that humor for podcast. I like the edginess. You know, even though I'm not as edgy myself. You won't see me on Facebook be as edgy and, you know, because I got family on Facebook and, you know, I, I, I try to be very respectful, but it, I just love the humor. I, and I love the, 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 the friendship they have with other comics that I like, the networking of it, like, right, right. West Coast comics like Tony Hinchcliffe will go out there, Red Band and um, um Sam Tripoli, those guys, are Shafir. So I really like how they're all friends. Instead of being like East Coast versus West Coast comics, it's right. like it's they're also they're all really cool with each other, and we're all like brought together by comedy. But if you were to ask me what kind of stand up I like, I, I like more like it, it's pretty like spread out too. But like Chris Rock, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. You know, I grew up watching a lot of the, you know, by the time I was a teen watching stand-up, Steve Martin was, he, he had retired already from, from stand-up, but I love Steve Martin. I, I would watch his videos, his stand-up videos, just him being wacky, fucking Jim Carrey. Okay. You know, stuff like that. So I think my range, my, my style of comedy, as far as, it, it's very, it's very broad, to be honest. It's very broad. It's It's not just like that umbrella, I would say. Okay, and that's a, I, that's you as a performer. Yeah, as a performer, as a fan of comedy too. Okay, yeah. Okay. I think it's a weird. Lot like people that say, like, "Hey, you like Legion of Skanks, but how how could you like Seinfeld?" Or you know, I'm like, I don't know. It's it, funny. It's funny to me. It's I can't yeah. just say I like dirty or or just clean. You know what I mean? I think that's something that makes a really good comedian too is to be able to appreciate comedy and, and its entire spectrum yeah yeah that's something that i've always uh, for lack of a better word like prided myself in that i just have a good overall sense of humor like it doesn't matter if it's you know uh, andy griffith's show or jim gaffigan or fresh prince or if it's legion of skanks or you know 
Jeff Ross or David Tell, it's funny yeah. as funny. You know, funny is funny. Funny is funny, dude. And you just mentioned everybody I like right there. So it's like, you see what I mean? Like, yeah, that's pretty broad. It's like Jim Gaffigan, super clean. And then you have the keen Dave Uptel, you know? Right. Um, I, um, some of my influences are like, and this uh, Rogan for podcast and comedy, uh, Chappelle. And then another big influence of mine is Bill Hicks, but not as like, I don't, I've I've already had problems with like my anger issues in the past, and I'm trying to get away from being an angry person. So as much as I love Bill Hicks and Bill Burr, I don't want to be that type of comic that's like, you know, screaming at the top of their lungs. And uh, <laughs> um, I appreciate it and I love it. I just I don't personally want to be that aggressive. Yeah, like ranting type of thing. Right. I still the subject matter. You know what I mean? The type of things that they talk about, Bill Burr and, and uh, Bill Hicks specifically, are yeah. things that I'm interested in, things that I want to talk about and play on too from my own perspective. But I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to be like Lewis Black. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't oh, want to yeah. be like Bill Hicks or Bill Burr. Um, yeah. yeah. I just I just feel it's not healthy for me personally, <laughs> for, for my psyche. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, you don't want to be get you like get work too worked up and shit. Right. Also, I think I, I really like Bill Hicks and the messages he had to spread, but I think his tone kind of hurt him. You know what I mean? It's kind of that Alex Jonesy in your face screaming tone, and um, the mainstream can't handle that. So if you're going to pitch those type of ideas to people, um, you can't be, and I'm not trying to put down Bill Hicks. Um, you can't be like a fear monger. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's kind of what I'm trying to learn for myself is how to how to say the things that Bill Hicks says, but say them as if um, I was Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like a different. Yeah, it's like the same ideology type of thing, but you don't want to be a preachy, like kind of preachy preaching right. to the to people like because i could see the difference between bill burr and hicks is that burr makes fun of himself a lot you're right and bill hicks was more like a preacher telling right. what's up yeah. yeah which i mean i i cannot take anything i'm not trying to take anything from him i mean he's one of the greats and one of my uh, yeah biggest oh, yeah. but i'm like huh i like what you did there I want to try and go about it a different way. Yeah. That's how you make something your own, you know? Yeah. What great bands do. They have an influence and then they make it their own. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and us being young comics, you know, um, it's like, we're all, what is it the thing they're always telling us? You got to find your voice. You got to find your voice. And it, it, it will happen eventually, but it's like, Everybody finds it at a different time. Um, just because uh, you've been doing, let's say, two years, and then someone else comes in six months, or, or let's say a five-year comedy, like it, it's funny to me when we all kind of like measure ourselves by the years because it, it's really what it comes down to is how much you do it within that year, the first year, the second year. Like, do you get up? Like, there's people, I, and I hate to say, it, man, but there's people that started before me. I mean, after me. 
And they're way surpassed me, dude. Way surpassed me. And I, I question myself, is it because um, I have a day job? I would say, yeah, but I could still, I don't have kids though. So like, why, why don't I get out more, you know? So I, I'm performing, but I'm not performing as much as some of these guys. Like I have a buddy of mine, his name's Spiro. Um, we used to co-host a show together and this guy, man, he's like, I've, I've headlined shows or closed them before, but I can't say like, I'm a headliner. And I could say right. my buddy Spiro, he started like about three, four years ago. And he's, he's out there. Like if you go out to an open mic anywhere in Vegas, he's there working out. So he's out there and, and he just headlined uh, Jimmy Kimmel's comedy club not too long ago. And he's only three years into it. You know, so it's like, it's it's always like, the more work you put into it, you'll you'll reap your rewards depending on how much work you put in. You know, right? No, and even like, you know, we met from the church group and uh, we talked about Rogan. Even people like Joey and Joe, they're at the comedy store or the ice house or whatever it is every night, five nights a week. You know they're 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 there three to five nights a week, and then they're doing their weekend shows too. Yeah, um, yeah. It never stops, and yeah. uh, that's what I hate about this coronavirus mess because I was really getting on a roll myself. I was hosting three shows a week, doing the uh, podcast, and then you know had some paid gigs coming my way too for the weekends. And it's yeah, like wow, yeah. you know, I was really I was catching good momentum, and then I was looking forward to all the other momentum that was coming, all the reps. You know, yeah. um, like anything, yeah, you know, yeah. it takes reps, it takes hours, you know, 10,000 hours. So now yeah. all of us, you, me, Joey, you know, the guy who started, who did one open mic before coronavirus started, we're all back to kind of the same place. Yeah, dude. Um, I wonder how, and you know, the, the, the greats that are the, the living legends that, you know, They've been talking about, um, are we going to be rusty when we come back? So if, if mm -hmm. Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz and, and Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura are talking like that, um, I don't know. I, I wonder how I'm going to be when I come back. <laughs> I've had dreams. Like, I've had dreams of going on stage again and and trying to be original because in, in the back of my head, I've been thinking about that too, and I'm like, and you, you've heard it on other podcasts or other people talking about it. It's like, when we come back, we're just going to be hacks because we're all going to talk about the same shit. So right. I've had I had these dreams where I'm like trying to be, trying to, you know, address the obvious. Yeah, we were all stuck at home and all that. Like, or, but, but I, I, I guess we're all going to have our own version, obviously. Right. It's just not going with the low hanging fruit because then, then it's going to become a fucking hack show. Right. And it's like everybody's going to have that low hanging fruit. It's how high, how much of the tree do you climb after that? You know, how far <laughs> do you branch off after the low hanging fruit? Yeah. Because it's like, like yeah, blah, blah, coronavirus. And all right, but what are the premises that you have built off of that now? And how deep yeah. do those? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you got to have your own ver version of, um, of your your point of view, what you went through or something, but maybe just address it a little bit and then go back to like I, that's what I was going through in my dream. Like I re, I remember vividly in my dream. I remember saying like, okay, I'm just gonna address it and then I'm just gonna do my jokes, do my jokes. 
and and I think I've had like three dreams already like that where um, I'm just doing my set. But I, the, what's scary about the dream is I can't, I, I I can't. It's not that I can't hear the laughter. I can't see what the results were. I'm trying to see the audience. Did they laugh? Did they not laugh? Um, and I can't see. It's kind of like you ever had a dream where you're trying to run fast and you can't run. Something stopping. Yeah, it's you? like you're going into concrete or quicksand. Yeah, exactly like that. And I'm trying to see and I can't. And then um, I don't know what else happens, but it's, I thought about that. I'm like, what are we gonna do? But it's like we're all kind of here. Here's the nice thing about it, though, bro. Um, can you imagine going in a coma? And everybody advances and passes you. That's the nice thing. We're not all, we're not in it by ourselves. Everybody else is on this shit. Right, right. So um, like the greats, yeah, the greats. Everybody that's fucking. Everybody's kind of like on freeze, on pause mode. And, yeah. Um, what's but interesting? Oh, go ahead. Because of that pause mode, what kind of habits is everybody forming, and what kind of discipline does everybody have? Yeah. Me personally, I've been struggling with sitting here and, and fucking off. I've just been getting back in my momentum of, of my creative habits in the past like three days. So, mm-hmm. and that's since February or, you know, I mean, I was in February up until this stuff stopped. I was still kind of working on stuff because I was doing open mics a couple times a week and podcasts, but I wasn't as disciplined and as into it as I should have been to whereas the past three days I've been really on top of my stuff, you know, do, uh, not just working on comedy, you know what I mean? Working on different branches of my brand or my life, whatever, trying to get all of my shit together. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was, I was fucking off for a couple, for weeks before that. So if quarantine lifted tomorrow and everybody was able to go do stand up Thursday, I would, I would be naked a little bit, you know what I mean? I don't have as much material as I should. Right, right. So I'm going to have to listen to, to some of your audio. Do you record your sets? I do record my sets. Good, good. Yeah, because I, I, I'm i thinking like some of us, we're going to have to go back and listen to it because, I mean, shit, stand-up is so fucking hard. You can't just practice. I mean, you can in front of the mirror, but what the, you know, it's, it's yeah. so awkward. There's a certain rhythm that you get with it and a certain cadence. Yeah. As you especially as you find your voice, that you, you start to get your own cadence and you tune your guitar to you know what it is that you want to say and do. And then it's like with all this time off and all this time in between shows, it's yeah, you are you gonna pick that back up the way that you've been doing it? Is it gonna be like a bicycle? Yeah. Um yeah, I think it's going to be understandable if we all bombed the first couple times. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's going to be forgiven. Yeah. And I think the audience is going to be very I, – I'll tell you this. You, you, ever, you know those shows where you go and, and, and everybody – like everybody has a shit set because like, the audience was just a shit audience? Right. And remember how we said we, we don't want to blame the audience, but sometimes you do have a shit audience where it's like – if if the headliner fucking struggled too, the guy that's been doing it way longer than us, yeah. and everybody's eating shit, then I think that's a hint that the audience was just not, it was not there. Like it, you know, um, 
I think that's going to not be there in the beginning, at least. I think everybody wants to laugh. So we're not going to have those shitty audiences. That's my prediction. I could well, be wrong, but like. You're right, too. Um, and this is kind of getting off topic for a second, but some of my philosophy in life and laughter is that laughter comes from a place of like anxiety and discomfort. My bad, bro. You sound a little muffled. Um, sorry. Um, I think that laughter sometimes comes from a place of like anxiety and discomfort. Oh yeah. And that is something that universally we have all been dealing with. So everybody's going to be so tightly wound. Yeah. That yeah. you know when this is done, uh, that they're going to be so ready to cut loose and laugh that you know it's it's going to be like it's going to be like you're in high school again and. You know, that girl that you don't really have a crush on, but she's in love with you is just laughing at every stupid fucking thing that you say. It's going to be like that again, you know. Like, oh, oh, Scott, you're so funny. You know, it's going to be like that. Uh, I don't know what you did, but now you sound great. Okay, yeah, sorry. I don't know what I did either. Do I, sound, <laughs> do I still sound great? Uh, it sounded like, like the microphone was against your skin or something. <laughs> no, I, I turned I turned my head to the side for a minute, and then um, <laughs> I kind of have the grab in between, like me and the phone. So oh. that might have had something to do with it, you know. Um, but but I could hear you though, so don't worry, it's, it's all clear. But um, okay, cool. But I agree with you. That, like that's gonna it's gonna be almost like in the beginning. It might I I predict it might be a little too easy. It might it might even give us a little false hope. But it, it's right. Like, but we might need it though. It's going to be a nice little boost. Right, right, right. But that's in moments like that. That's when you have to remain your own biggest critic, and and that's when it's important to film yourself and do the Monday morning back to the quarterback analogy. Now you're a Monday morning quarterback. Go back and watch that game film, and go. Yeah. All right, this was a good set, but right here, these two little spots. If I could hit these two spots. That just ties everything together so much more. Yeah, you know, I've had some really good sets, you know, uh, and where I was like, I could, I could feature right now at the Funny Bone with this set that I just did. Yeah, but then I've gone home and watched it and been like, huh, I forgot a lot, a tag here. Yeah, and I kind of screwed up my wording in this spot. And if I didn't do that, if I just put in a little bit more time rehearsing or rewriting my jokes and remembered those two things, then this would have been over the top. Yeah. So uh, you got to watch yourself and be your own biggest critic and find those little spots. That's like, what's going to send it over the top. What's, and what's really going to tie this all together. Yeah. And that, that's so good that you listen to it, dude. I, um, I, I always like when I see some comics, they do something brand new, spontaneous on stage and, they'll never remember because they didn't record it, you know? That's the worst. That yeah. is the absolute worst. Yeah. And it seems like the times, the couple times that I haven't had somebody there to record my set, those have been the best sets that I've had. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, that, if that's a conscious thing, if that's like, do I do better because I know I'm not on camera? Or is that just... Uh, I think it is. All the dice. <laughs> I think it could be a little bit of both. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, there's been there's been times where I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. Like sometimes I, like for the most part, I record audio um, and I'll, I'll try it. Lately, I've tried to record more video, but 
um, there's been times like this last time um, on the, uh, one of the episodes I posted uh, when we had to close the club. I wish I would have video of that night because it was a really fun set. And it's one of those sets where you're like, oh, I could send this to something. You know, I could, this could be my next set. I could send to people right, for, right. For, for bookings and stuff. But um, I think that, I mean, I know at least for me that fucking knowing that there's a camera that really does kind of fuck with me sometimes. Yeah. Yep. But, or, but. you know, another, another thing too, is like, what about nights that you have a really good set and you know, you're doing good, but there's a small crowd or uh, just a not receptive crowd. So on film, because there's no laughter, it doesn't, it doesn't hit the same way when you send it to a book or when you post it online or, or whatever, or go back and watch it. Uh, that could be equally frustrating. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird game, man. It's fun though. It's so fun. I got to ask you, Freddie, what's it like opening for Joey Diaz? Oh man. It's, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's so good that, you don't believe it's real, and then the coronavirus happened. That's how. <laughs> right. How many times did you open for him? Uh, I would three, three times. Um, one, one in Reno, at my home club, and uh, a couple years later, that was that was um the Booker, the owner of the club, booked me to open for him, and uh, and then I developed a relationship with him. And he he asked me. He reached out to to do a spot at South Point, maybe like three years ago, and did two nights there, and 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 recently uh, at the Treasure Island. So, and, and I gotta say this too: Joey Diaz is like he's a comics comic man. He just by doing little spots that I, I've only done little spots. I've never like featured. You know, he takes care of you. He'll he'll take care of you. Like I believe it. So I it's mean, like I, I'm in Cleveland when I went up there to see him, and, and I can barely hear you. My bad, bro. So I met him. I met him when I went up to Cleveland and saw him. Can you hear me good? No, you sound oh. muffled. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, perfectly. All right. So I met him when I went up to Cleveland. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he was super like open and. And I only talked to him for a couple minutes, man. But he was super open arms and and yeah. you know dropping knowledge on me and just talking to me like I was like I was family from a long time ago. Yeah. You know? Now he he recognized me when he saw me because of me posting my stand up in the church and also because. Um, the guy that I went up there to meet, Matt, him and I like uh, hung out with George Perez to, uh, that day before the set that night. So like we had told George Perez about how we tripped the night before, and I rode the bus up from Virginia. <laughs> we had told all that shit to Joey. You know, I hung out with these fans, and this is what they did. Uh, cool. So and Joey, he knew who we were. Nice. Um, yeah, man, he was just super like. Arms wide open and just so such a loving guy, such a fucking loving guy, isn't he? It's it's great and and that kind of um that kind of uh, 
electricity that he carries around him. I, I don't know if that's the word or energy, whatever it is, man, it spreads out to his listeners, the, the people who listen to the podcast. That and it's it's funny that's called the Church of What's Happening Now podcast because it really is like if we're a church. You know? Yeah, like, it is. Like, yeah, we might. I see us fighting against each other now and then. I mean, I don't get involved, but I see it happen. But, but you know, it's it's like a church. I grew up in church, and I remember seeing that shit in church. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, and like, no, it's a family, and that's what families do. They they yeah. bicker and argue sometimes, especially on Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially over Santa, you know that. What happens with family? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Um, I, I always wonder, like, because you met, you myself, we met through um, the Facebook group, right? And and this right. is why we're also doing the, the Swapcast, because um, I had, I think I had asked, or you asked, I think it was me, right? I asked who. So you posted on Facebook and was like, kind of like an open invitation to people to do the podcast or asking people, like, who would you want to see? And Scott Cunningham tagged me, and a couple people liked it. Yeah. So I, I was like, hell yeah. And then, um, you know, you suggested that we do the podcast. And I was like, even better. Hell yeah. Scott Scott Cunningham, um, that's he, he's the one that created this, the church group we're talking about. And yep. him and, and all the other guys, the people that are in the group, they're all so supportive, you know, like I – I I I always feel bad like trying to promote to them and they do it themselves. They'll they'll grab the link, they'll see I post it on my page and they'll share it. And it's so nice of them. It's like so cool. So um yeah, big shout out to Scott for, for uh yeah for suggesting that. Yeah. Got a, a group and, and then all the you know, because I was an admin or uh, moderator once before that group and everybody in that in that um Everybody that's involved with that, Scott and uh, John. Uh oh, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? No, it's no. like it's really bad. Maybe, maybe we should try to know. Maybe no headphones. I don't know. It's like the mic or something. Tried to call me. How's that? Here. Oh. I I could hear you. You can hear me. Yeah, you sound great. Okay, so um, yeah, but um, you mentioned you were an admin. Say it again. You you were saying you you were an admin on the group. Yeah, I was an admin with you guys before too. I think you're an admin or a moderator too. But um, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. I've been in that group chat and and um, I've been a part of that mess. And I know how stressful it can be trying to manage that group and all the um you know, all, all the, the drama that, that has gone on in there, you know, it's, it's not easy to do that. It's, it's, it's really not uh, easy for them to manage the Facebook group the way that they do. So, um, I don't see how Scott Cunningham holds it together, man, him starting the group and managing it. He's, he's such a great dude, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I recently asked him, I want, I told him I wanted to step down cause I, I I'm honored to be an admin, but I'm the worst admin number one, because, I never go in there to administrate anything like control shit or, you know, um, to see who's, who's posting something that might get the group shut right, down. Same or, here. Um, yeah. So I just feel horrible for that. And then number two recently, um, I won't say it on the air, but I, I, I 
I meant to block someone uh, twice, or this happened twice already. I meant to block them, but I didn't know that if you block them, it kicks them out of the group. And I felt, I felt really bad for the second time. And I told Scott, I'm like, dude, I don't think I could be admin, man. I, I feel so bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, man. It's like I killed someone, dude. Right. It's like I accidentally killed someone. Right. It's like you voted them out of the family. You voted them off the island, Freddie. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, dude. And I'm like, goddamn dictator. Yeah, like a fucking North Korean dictator, dude. <laughs> now it all makes sense. It all makes sense now, you see. So, but I, regardless, though, I'm just happy to be part of the family. I'm, and I, like I said, I am honored because for them to to throw me in there as an admin, that's really nice. But um, yeah, man, Scott and all those guys. Uh, oh, Luke, Luke, yep. Luke. Uh, he told me he's like, "Hey, Freddie, this is how you block people. You actually have to go to the profile and then hit block." Because if you do while like you're in the Facebook group, it just blocks them from the group as well. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I, I see what you did. You were looking at their like group profile instead of their actual profile. Yes, yes. Yeah. And they said something shitty to uh, John Joyce. Um, John was just promoting an episode he did with me, and um, and they went in there and talked shit to him. I'm like, fuck this guy, and I. <laughs> that's funny no but all of, and allison too i think jason is a part of that even though jason doesn't like me very much um who else is a part of that all, all those all those people involved with that it's a lot of uh it's a lot of bullshit that they have to put up with bm um so yeah i think i think a good message to get out of this podcast to be patient to the to the church members is to be patient with your uh administrators because they're they're trying to live their own lives first of all and then you know they got to put up the yeah. shit too like their kindergarten teachers so <laughs> yeah dude exactly and, and i said it uh on a recent episode before i'm like you know what it, it, it really it, it is like a, a church in a sense that like people are always going to try to split off and start their own little church because they feel like they know more than the leaders right. and it's just well they and it's tribal. The way that they interpreted Joey's word is better than the way that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. So, yeah, it's it's like we're we're tribal. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's like, and I, I I wonder what Joey thinks sometimes when he sees a bunch of people just fighting and arguing. Oh, and uh, like... He probably thinks we're so <laughs> immature and and just seeking validation <laughs> on so many different levels. Oh. Yeah, once yeah. a while he'll chime in with like one word and three and three <laughs> periods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always funny when he chimes in too. Um, because I, 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 he commented on my um when I went to Paducah and actually met Scott Cunningham. Uh, I posted like my stand up from that week that I was there, and that's the one that Joey yeah. saw in the church, and he commented, "Oh shit." with three exclamation points and i'm like oh shit, joey saw it i'm so excited but it's like anytime he comments on anybody's shit it's just like no more than three words you know what i mean it's like that's all he's got the time for i, I mean you know how it is <laughs> imagine how it is for joey dude you know what i mean trying to manage all of his all of his different avenues that he's going down for the entertainment you know business um it's funny. I know exactly what you're talking about because, like, one time I posted something about 
I forgot what movie it was that I saw Robert De Niro, and I'm like, Robert De Niro never ceases to like he, he's a he never ceases to amaze me. He's an amazing actor, and I got like a bunch of likes. Everybody likes Robert mm-hmm. De Niro, you know. So, and then Joy goes in there and leaves a comment it's like, "You just found out." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then he, his comment got so many likes. I'm like, God, damn yeah, it. yeah. I feel like an ass. anytime he says something, everybody, everybody jumps on it and likes it and replies to it because they're like, acknowledge me, acknowledge me, Joey. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, uh, yeah. When he leaves a comment, you'll see the replies under his. No, um, I'm excited to get back around him because ultimately my plan is to get this van rolling and turn it into like a camper and get out west and and. And nice. and camp around the comedy store and bus tables or whatever the fuck I gotta do to keep my foot in that door, you know what I mean? Um and I'm I'm confident that people like Joey and George Perez, because of our interaction that we've had before, and um a few other people will, you know, kinda have my back a little not have my back, but that I'll have some kind of something when I get there, you know what I mean? Um yeah, dude, and, and on your way over there, I told you before too. When you when you come to Vegas, I can always point you out to the right places, and we'll definitely hang out. Yeah, I would love to do that, man. We could do a live podcast and do some spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely, definitely do um, some more podcasting. I definitely want to do more podcasting. Uh, next time, what I want to do is I want to set up my Zoom um, to record it. It's you know to the point where. We don't have to rely on that. I love this app, but it's not the greatest as far as um, uh, podcasting yet. I don't think it's there yet. And plus, everybody's on the fucking internet right, right. now, over- overloading it. So you'll hear glitches and all that. But um, I definitely want to podcast with you again. And I'll listen to your podcast. Uh, I really like your podcast, dude. I like, is that your homie? You do it with him all the time? Um. So, oh, Pete. Um, yeah. So Pete is actually a childhood friend of mine. Um, we, I actually, uh, our families went to the same church. His dad was a preacher, and he's the first person that I ever smoked oh. weed with. Uh, so I, I've I've known <laughs> Pete since I was. I've known Pete so long that we went to see Monday Night Nitro together. Uh, WCW, like that's how long I've known Pete. We went to go see live WCW. When we were kids, oh yeah. So um, that's old school right there. I remember seeing going to see WCW and seeing Brent Brent Hart or Brent the Hitman Hart and shit. Yeah, that's um. Was it like the NWA yeah, or WO and Goldberg and Kevin Nash? Oh yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. yeah. Back in those days, but um, so Pete he came out. He's one of the, my first friends that would come watch me do comedy. Well, Pete did the same. I yeah. did. He came and watched for like two or three weeks and then he started doing comedy and he, he oh, started doing wow. comedy for like six weeks, four weeks less than I have or something like that. Not long, less than I have. And uh-huh. that's kind of like my writing partner. He always comes when I was living at the motel, he would always come over on Wednesday nights and we would write and work on our jokes and kind of like, Hey, I would say that here. You know, I would say this here. And then, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'd go perform on Thursday at the open mic. And then also we've, you know, we've worked on like um, different scripts and skits and things like that together too, written a bunch of different shit. But um, he's, a, he's another local comic. So 
I, and one of my best friends. So it's like a, it's kind of like a, a Joe Rogan, Duncan Trussell relationship. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah. To have a childhood friend um, and, and that's doing stand-up with you also, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah I'm really lucky. And even if it wasn't a childhood friend, just to have someone that you're both um, uh, like non-comics and, and then you're both doing the same thing that you like, that's really yeah, cool. Um, and th that's another, I'm so lucky not just because of that, but because of my scene in general, the, the local scene. I mean, we're 50 miles north of Richmond, which is the state capital, and 50 miles south of D.C. Um, mm. So that's where most of the comedy, you know, that's where the funny bones are. And then there's one out in Virginia beach too, but those are where the bigger scenes are in our area. Our scene in Fredericksburg is really, is small. You know what I mean? There's like maybe 15 of us. If we got everyone there that's done open mics, you know, if they were all there on one night, it'd be like 15 or 20 of us. Um, but, yeah. but the core group of people that go, we're, very much the same as even though we haven't all grown up together, um, we're not really clicky. You know what I mean? Oh, to yeah. where when you go to um, Richmond, everybody's kind of, it's almost like being back in high school and everybody's sitting at their own lunch tables again. Yeah. It goes back to being tribal. Right, like, exactly. Tribal. It's just this fucking horrible thing that we have as humans. I fucking, um, it sucks, but you see it. You so know? I try to, I mean, you, you've heard me talk about, it. I model some of my stuff off of Rogan and, and we, we try to model our scene off of that comedy store, you know, comedy seller scene. We, we want to be, we're a family yeah. and we work together. And if an outsider comes in, we're welcoming. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. This is comedy. There's room. There's room for us. Let's you know. Let's let's play. Let's have fun. Let's laugh. Uh, no, that's 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 really cool, man. That's a great mentality, right? So there. I wanted to ask, what's uh, what's your what's your scene like? Where did you start doing comedy? You started in Reno. Have you lived in Nevada your whole life? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I lived in Texas a little bit here and there, a little bit in California, but for the most part. It's, I, I was raised in northern Nevada, so like Lake Tahoe, Carson City, Reno, that's all northern Nevada. Okay. Um, and and then in the last eight years or so, I, I came to Vegas. So my first year I did comedy was in Reno. All right. And then so I'm, I'm more of a I – I, I'm a Vegas comic, I would say, even though I have a home club when I, when I go back to visit mom or family. I have a place to perform up there, but, um, but yeah, I would say my scene is, is I don't even know the Reno scene that's much anymore. Um, cause everybody, the thing about Reno is that it's such a small town. Um, if you really want to grow as a comic, you definitely, you have to leave at once. Right. Um, so people leave to the people I started with. They don't, they're not there no more. Like they're in, san francisco some in la some in sacramento right uh, i think i'm the only one in vegas but yeah everybody needs to leave reno <laughs> i love as much as i love reno there's there's only two comedy clubs um and those two comedy clubs if you perform in one you can't perform the other it's, it's that fucking hatred they have towards each other and then you have a few com a few um 
a few open mics. So right. maybe, and by few, I mean like maybe one or two. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, so I, I came to Vegas and I, I got to, uh, you know, this is where I've been growing, you know, um, how's the scene over here? I think it's, you know, it, since it's a bigger city, it's definitely, you'll, you'll have some clicks here and there, but, um, are you part of the Vegas Facebook group? By the I'm not group? sure, but I'll definitely accept the invite if yeah. you want to add me to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll add you on there. They fight a lot. There, there's some fights and all that. So there, there's, there's some, just like all the other scenes, there's a lot of like, you know, um, you know, some people calling people out, but here's what I really appreciate about Vegas is that when there's somebody that's obviously in the wrong, people are like very like honest. Um, so who doesn't fight everybody? I guess I would say people fight with each other, but there's been joke thieves that when they get called out, the whole community comes out together and like, nah, that's not yeah. cool. You know, stuff like that. Or, or even, um, uh, I hate to say it, but like just, you know, uh, stuff like harassment, for example. Like if you have a comic that's just being a fucking kind of like a predator, right? He's gonna get called out. And the scene, the scene is very good about like, nah, fuck you. That's not cool, man. That kind of shit. We've so. had a couple guys like that too, and um, kind of the, and I hate to say this because, like I said, we try to be a family and all equal, but a couple of kind of the leaders of our group have called those people out. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like you've said, you you guys try to be as family as possible and as equal as possible. But it does come to a certain point where there's a certain leadership. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. but yeah, some of the people. Yeah, I've because I, I host. Um, I, I host three shows. I host every open mic in town. So um, nice. yeah, I went from shit. I mean, you you know when I started and how I started. I went from doing open mics. And um, sometimes hosting shows to I got my own open mic at at uh, a place in town and started there on Halloween. And then in March, uh, the guy who had been the guy from D.C. who had been hosting the two other spots in town, he went back to D.C. because he's having, you know, it's better opportunity for him up there for, you know, so many reasons. But he hand, he handed yeah. me the other two open mic spots. So since March, I, when March started, I was hosting three uh, three mics a week, and I actually did that a couple times in February too. But everything oh, everything came good. to a screeching halt. You know what I mean? I was like, "Cool, I'm doing three spots a week. I'm I'm podcasting. I'm talking a lot. You know what I mean? I'm I'm getting I'm getting my reps ah. in with my stupid fucking mouth." Uh, because you know just as well as I, pot, this podcasting helps w- with comedy. It's just yeah, it helps a lot, man. Um, yeah, I think podcasting, um, you know, it goes hand in hand with comedy nowadays. And and to the guys, look, the comics that didn't have a podcast, you know how many comics I've seen them start a podcast during this podcast? right? It's like I've seen so many. Which is great. I think it's fucking amazing because they're putting out content, right. and uh, I think that's pretty cool. Just having conversations that people will dig. You know, they'll listen to it and get it entertained because it's still entertaining. Yeah. I also really like the way that all this content and podcasting and zooming and cross promotion and 
I mean, what we're doing right now, swap casting, I like how all of that's like weaving people's networks together, weaving these large networks together. You know what I mean? These large groups yeah, of people. Yeah. Um, even though not. Well, just learning from the greats, right? I mean, fucking the reason I know about your mom's house, Bert Kreischer, uh, it's because that's what Red Band was doing. He was putting up so many different people and, and Rogan and, and then you start branching out. Oh, I'm going to listen to this podcast. Now I'm going to listen to that part. That's if you look at my fucking podcast list, I, it's ridiculous how many podcasts I have. I can't keep right. too many tabs open, too many tabs open and too many people. I subscribe. If I like someone I subscribe and then I constantly have to fucking delete uh podcast from my phone. Cause it's taking up all the time. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I need to like change it from auto download to just follow and, but um, yeah, man, just just by listening, for example, Ari Shafir, listen to his podcast, all the great comics that he's had on, even non-comics, and that they, if they have a podcast, guess what? I'm going to subscribe to that shit. So that's what, that's what it's all about. It's like cross, you know, cross-promoting and networking and getting the listeners to jump on board. Let me ask you, you know? a question. When you go to, when you go to like, like, uh, someone's Facebook business page or follow someone on Twitter or subscribe to their podcast like that, do you believe that there's like a good karma that comes back from that? And maybe that, that follow will come back your way too. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I think, so. I think about that. I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I pass yeah. something without liking it, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna like this because I would, I would want it to be liked if it was my post or my page. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. What, yeah, one hundred percent, bro. I, there's times where, there's times where I will, I will hit like, and I didn't even read. <laughs> Like, I just like the fucking, I just want to be positive. <laughs> I just know Scott Cunningham posted a status. Like, that's all I needed to know. About. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if Cunningham Hell posted a yeah. status. Bro. Yeah, because you, that's specifically him, that's why I use him as an example, too, because you know that it's not like he's not poor me about something or causing some trauma or some negative thing. You know what I mean? He's not airing his dirty laundry. It's. He's drinking a or he's yeah. posting a cool song or he's doing something, you know, he's with his family. He's he's doing something yeah. that's you know is is it's fucking Scott, man. If if you don't like him, there's a problem with you. I don't like you if you don't like Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't exactly. trust you. What's wrong with exactly. you? What are you hiding? <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, bro. It's like now have you ever seen like you know when they have those uh too long didn't read statuses? Sometimes those, I just want to be positive. So I kind of go with with the general, like, you know, if it has several likes, if there's a lot of loves, I'll put in a love instead of a ha right. Or if I see that, it's more of a, but then I don't have to read the whole fucking post. You kind of <laughs> go with the rate of traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if I see a lot of, a lot of happy, like, laugh, the laughter emoji, um, I'll go with that, you know, but, um, now, if I leave a comment, that means I did. Right, but, right, right. Yeah, so I don't want everybody to think that I'm just fucking just hitting like. But I do, I do like doing that, man. I like, I like, and you know what's another thing I like also for good karma? When I see that a friend posts, let's say a podcast or a show, uh, you'll see me not post anything about me the whole day, and I'll just be sure. Right, I'll do, I'll so, do stuff like that too. 
I'll even go back yeah, and like you know, like if um another person that I always have on the podcast is my good friend Mike Willis. He's a rapper. He's one of my best friends. Um and nice. you know, if if he posts a new song that he's been working on and, and he's trying to get out there, I'll do the same thing. You know what I mean? I'll I'll even go back and delete posts that was like, all right, I stole this meme. This was a link to a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. You know what I mean? This is all unoriginal content. Uh, this isn't my original thought. Let me go back yeah. and, and clean this up, my page, so that more people see, you know, Mike's video, or or Freddie's podcast, yeah. or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I do. I do. I clean house every once in a while, and I'm not talking about deleting friends, but like I clean house, like as far yep. as my page, I'll do the same thing because. At the at the same time, you gotta clean up your the stuff you you're always sharing, right? right? Um, so I, I'll I'll go in there and clean a bunch of like funny videos that, like you said, they're not right. Original. Why not sh- let let if someone's coming to my page, let them see someone I'm supporting that I know, and I really want them right. to support them. No, like, yeah, I literally look at yeah. something sometimes, and be like the people who needed to see this saw it. Delete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. That exactly. I do the same thing. Like even if it's an old flyer, yep, I've done that too. Where the show already passed, I'm like, okay, time to delete this share thing. No, because your page gets saturated, and it's like, if if you can get them to grab on to, uh, and it sucks engaging with Facebook, but if you reply and can sit there and kind of keep people engaged with the post, it it the algorithm shows it to more people. Um. We all yeah. need little like I need to hire like a little Facebook monkey who can just sit here and fucking type emojis for me all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. Um, I see you have like and, and you have a great following. Uh, people always like engage with you on Facebook and um and I I heard you on the podcast where you say sometimes you add just interesting people that you don't even they don't even have to be comics or and and I've added some like you know that. People you may know, little thing when you're scrolling yeah. on Facebook. I've gotten so many interesting ones of just random people uh, that when I go to the profile, it says mutual friend, Scott Wharton. I'm like, oh, that's the one mutual friend. It's you. Yeah, man. I've added some really <laughs> interesting people. There's, I'm sure there's a lot in there that's like dead space. Not not saying that those people are useless, but I'm saying that that probably don't even really use their profiles anymore or whatever, or don't necessarily yeah. engage with mine. But man, there is like a really cool core group of people that um, they're liking it. Uh, they're liking and commenting a lot of stuff that I post. They're super engaged with me. They're messaging me all the time. Yeah. Um, offering me similar opportunities like you are to come, come hang out, come do a podcast. When you come through my area, I want to see you do an open mic. And I'm so lucky to have that, that core, you know what I mean? Cause adding yeah. them a, a, a randomly adding people was easy, but I got lucky because so many of them are so supportive and have seen what I'm doing and are like, hell yeah. And have totally gotten behind it. Yeah. And, um, I'm just so blessed in that way. I hate this. I don't want to sound like cliche or like fucking Ellen DeGeneres or something, but I really am fucking blessed in that way by those people, man. I'm lucky. I'm... Yeah. And I'm friends with some of them and, and they're your friends. And, and I, I feel the same way, dude, but I just think it's funny that 
there's some some friends that you have that me and you are probably the only mutual friends because I, I i'm crazy like that i'll just hit add i'll be like oh this person looks interesting there was this one dude i don't even know his name or if i still have him as a friend and, and his profile just made me laugh and i click on it mutual friend scott morton and then i i'm like this dude's hilarious uh, like I don't even know um, what his name was, but it was just his profile was just funny, and the dude was not even right. Um, yeah, it's just and, an uh, interesting character. Just an interesting, yeah. And uh, but I, I totally see that man. That <clears throat> I did that with Instagram and, and Twitter uh -huh. a lot when I used to be very. I used to be heavy on the social media, uh, and. I got a lot of followers out of it because I was just following like mad crazy people, just a bunch of people. But what's really cool is that all those people that I ended up following, I've become I've become friends with them and they're listeners of the podcast and they support me. I've I've met yeah. some of them. And some of them, um, I, I have a buddy that I I became friends with him like that. He, he lives in, in Houston, Texas. He built my really? website. You know, he uh and he brought me out to perform last year in the summer nice. and that's i met him through through twitter and instagram so it's like it was just by me following them and they follow back and then oh he has a podcast i'm gonna check it out and, and we became right. friends like that man know? i met i went out so, in 2018 i traveled around in the greyhound and met 10 different people from the church what's happening now group i think it was 10 people that i had wow. name and that was counting like joey diaz and george Perez too but still um and it and it wasn't just like me going and meeting people it was like come stay here come stay at my house and we'll do this and that and come do stand up and just people look just fostering me uh and it's it, yeah it's so amazing how willing people are to open their homes and their lives to you to where you know like the mainstream media or whatever would like you to think that everyone's very closed in and very you know i i go to my job and my cubicle and i come home to my cubicle and and um i don't know we just live in a very fear-based society sometimes where they for the most part, it, it seems like a lot of people wouldn't be that willing to open their doors to you. But so many people have opened their homes to me that it's it's baffling. Um, and man, yeah, isn't that crazy? Like the people that like you've never met them face to face, but they're willing to open the doors. That's that's really cool, dude. That's yeah, really and I mean, um, I connect with some of these people more than you know people that I know in town that I've known for years. Um, my, yeah. my one buddy, Justin Tassin oh, yeah. from new Orleans, uh, I talked to him pretty often and I've never met him before. And, you know, we, we're both like, man, I just fucking get along with you. I, I feel like I can talk to you, man. You know what I mean? Like, and it's been the same way with a lot of people yeah. from the church, you know? Um, and you know, I, it, it probably is easier to talk to certain people like that, a stranger for lack of a better term sometimes because there's no like there's no judgment there's it's it's an impartial third party to your life you know what i mean as opposed to talking to your sister yeah. or your you know your buddy about something yeah, um, yeah. but another thing too oh, yeah. is is um 
not that I'm a super lonely guy, but Facebook and social media can help bring lonelier, more introverted people together because we kind of, we relate to each other. We can see that, you know what I mean? We're like meerkats peeking out of our hole and we see that the other one's over there and Hey, let's, you know, let's be buddies. But yeah, it's amazing how much those people support your podcast or support buying my bullshit t-shirts or just, just to share, you know, a a flyer or or a a link, man, that means so much. I don't think any of those people have a clue how much that means when they do that. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. That thing I, I was thinking about, have I stayed at anybody's house? That I met through the, through Facebook or anything, and yeah, dude, I have. Uh, you know, have you ever heard of Bobby no. Sharon? He he's he's friends with Joey, and I met him through Joey. Um, and when I went to Austin, he I stayed at his place. He he offered his house, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. It's like, and it's all through like this same mentality of this common yeah. interest. Uh, this you know that's like we like the podcast. We love Joey's podcast and we like Rogan's and we all have like the same common interest that we all kind of like, we might be strangers, like you said, because we haven't met each other, but we know enough of each other that we like right. the same thing. And it's like, if you like those you things, know? that must mean that you have X, Y, and Z kind of personality or. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. I know we're yeah. going to click on these levels. Um, and I was going to, I wanted to ask you, um, how how did you like start listening to Joey's podcast or like going to? I really found I really I found know, Joey. Know. I found Joey through the through Joe Rogan. I think like a lot of people did, whether they wanted to admit it or not. They discovered Joey through the Joe Rogan experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like him mm. and him and Doug Stanhope on there in the early days when Joe used to do it at the house. Oh my god, yeah. such a classic episode. Like Stan fucked up on mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, it's a really funny episode. <laughs> Thing it was, it was uh, Joey was still smoking cigarettes then. I'm pretty sure. But um, uh, something that I, I think somebody just invited me to Joey's podcast group. I'd already listened to his podcast before with certain people like uh, like Danny Brown and Theo Vaughn and Ari Shafir. But um, mm-hmm. I think. I think somebody that I just randomly added from another group, whether it was Doug Stanhope or or a, a Joe Rogan Experience Forum group or whatever, yeah. added me to the church. What's happening now? And then um, I posted in there one time. I posted in there a couple times. Like I posted my grav, I think, and everybody was you know clowning on me for that. And then I posted on Thanksgiving, like about you know. The church used to be kind of, a, and a lot of people do this. It'll be kind of a place that people will go to vent. That that's not something they would want to vent about on their personal page. You know, what I mean, it's kind of a support group in right. that way. One hundred percent. So I picked yeah. up on that kind of vibe going on in the group, and kind of did my own post on Thanksgiving in twenty seventeen. And um, I don't know, man. Just a lot of people were super responsive and. That was the first time that a lot of people, because this was before I started doing comedy, that was the first time people were like, you know, 
if you're if you were here right now, you could come at my you know, there's a table, there's a chair for you at my house if you're ever in Indiana or if you're yeah. ever in Vancouver or you know, London or whatever, because there's people all over the world in that group. Um, and that just opened my eyes so much to that was the first kind of eye-opening experience to how much of a family that was, um, how how people can be. And then from there, and obviously I connect with Joey and I love Joey because we have similar backgrounds, even though I'm kind of, st- I'm still living kind of the same life uh, that Joey has lived. And my life that I live isn't to the same mm-hmm. extreme extent that Joey has as far as like, criminal activity and shit but um as far as like yeah you know a love for psychedelics and you know getting a uh, overcoming cocaine addictions and you know um selling drugs and um you know different family issues and things that make troubled childhoods like a lot of comics um but i've just related to joey on so many of those levels Especially, uh, this is another one I think a lot of people relate to Joey on is the that overcoming the addiction to cocaine, man. That's just such a unless you've done it, you don't know how powerful of an experience and how how hard of a thing that is to do. Um, and then for him to mm-hmm. to turn his life around from everything that it that it was to where it is now, uh, it's just so inspiring yeah. to me. Um, I'm sure a lot of I'm sure a lot of my other it comics is, inspirations have lived similar life lifestyles, um, but I wasn't able to relate to them because they only have a few bits about it. They don't have hours upon hours of podcasts and stories and specials about these experiences like Joey does. That just you can't help but relate to him if you've ever been a low life or are a low life. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's um I I think I think there's a lot of people that let's say ne- not necessarily went through the same stuff that he went through um that could relate to him just because he's mm-hmm. such a uh, inspiring person. So he gives that advice and all that. But you know, it's like I, you know, like if if you say low life, I feel like it's kind of downplaying it too, though, because people that appear to be uh, in good standards—that's true. That's true. They could be low lives. You know what I mean? Like, what 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 is a low life? So that, you know, like I, I, can, I, I hate. Let's to say degenerate. <laughs> How about life. that? That's a better. There you go. That's there you a go. Better term. <laughs> And you know, and I was yeah, more or less talking exactly. about myself than Joey or other people, but y- you know what I mean—a De- degenerate lifestyle, a kind of dysfunctional, yeah. uh, not a an atypical lifestyle to the the societal norm. You know? Yeah, I, I get uh, what you're saying, and, and that's what I mean. Like, don't downplay yourself because. I've heard your podcast, and I see how you speak. You're a very positive person, and and you believe. Uh, in in doing good to people, and you know, to me, a low life, to me, a low life is a fucking right. sociopath that doesn't give a shit about right, you. right, and I right. don't see you that way, you know. Like I see you as somebody that 
you're, you know, you have the workshops with comedy because you want others to improve. You have people on your podcast because you're trying to promote them and you, you know, um, so yeah, because I, I, I know some little stab like, you in the back, fucking, steal your wallet um, to help you look for it. That, yeah, then stab you. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think that's a big reason why a lot of people, yeah, especially myself, connect with Joey is that just that overcoming of uh, whatever you want to call it, you know what I mean, to, to live a, a different, better way. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I do get what you're saying, because he's told yeah. some stories of shit that you're like, oh, crap. If you right. Me, I think, I it's, I think really what it is, <laughs> the best way to, to define it is it's not just the fact that how it's just how he's he's spun everything that was you know that he may look at as as or other people may look at as bad choices in life the way he's spun that around in the jokes and yeah. and kind of his brand you know what i mean which is uh it's kind of it's learning to laugh at yourself too and i think that's so important in life yeah yeah you know um another thing i, I noticed too is that the, the people that Joey had around him, like even let's say Rogan, um, when you hear stories that Joey would like not show up to the show sometimes and, and Rogan's like, where's he at? And, but it's the, the, the love that Joe Rogan had for him too. That, that shows a lot too, that like he didn't give up on him either. And, and I've seen Joey talk about it. Like he's like, he's so grateful for the people that, were around him, you know, like Red Band pushing him to do a podcast and then Joey getting really pissed off at Red Band one time, squeezing his hand. Cord, you know, like they were talking about that on a on an episode one time. And it's like it's really cool because that shows shows to me at least that even though you might think someone that like you might feel like giving up on that person already, maybe hey, keep keep trying a little bit more. Keep trying. They yeah. might come around. People do change. Yeah. Yep. And I always feel like sometimes people don't like my mentality since I was a kid. I, I've always been negative about that. Oh, people don't change. But I know people change. No, yeah, for sure. People can definitely change, man. And 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 at any point in their life. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it gets harder as you go on to get out of bad habits. But you can definitely break you can definitely break break them and swing the momentum in your favor. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. And um, hey, man, I wanted to say thanks. Thanks for taking the time, bro. Um, I definitely want to do this podcast again. And look, I'm looking forward to definitely listening to your podcast as well because I really dig the stuff you and your buddy were getting into. Like um, where you had that that I forgot her name. She was really cool. She's a a comic and she's a teacher or something like that. Yeah, her name's Heather Joyce. Yeah, uh, so, so she, her and her husband were f- featuring later that week on a Valentine's Day show that I uh, I had booked and I was hosting. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I kind of had her on to help promote the uh, the show and then just to talk comedy, of course, too, and give her a platform to get her, you know, face and voice out there. No, that was really cool, man. Um, I I, I really enjoyed that episode too. And I feel, I feel, um, I feel bad for her because there was, I, I love how you control the conversation too, but you and your buddy were getting into conspiracies and I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I love that shit. That's the kind of shit. But then I felt bad for her because then you would be like, oh, she's not talking. She's like, <laughs> she's probably not into this conspiracy talk that, you know, 
Right. Um, and also she's a teacher. So she's got a certain reputation to uphold and a certain, you know, she, there was more off the table with her on the podcast than with other people. You know what I mean? Because she's yeah. got that. And I respect that. I totally respected that. Yeah. Which, which, which but I guess what I'm trying to say is that I really enjoyed that talk. That was really cool. Like when you and your buddy, cause there's something that happens when two friends talk and you both know each other really good. Um, and it just, it, like you said, Duncan and, and Joe, whenever Duncan and Joe are together and the stuff they like, I, I get super happy whenever like Red Band gets on the show or, or Joey, cause it's like old buddies, you know? Yeah. Conversations. So I, I really enjoy that. So I'm definitely looking forward to listening to your podcast. It's just a different side of Joe too. When that happens. Um, yeah, man, that's a beautiful thing. And I, I gotta, I gotta go listen to some episodes of your podcast. I've been slacking on my end. Um, yeah, for sure, man. Um, no, no worries. Um, what are your favorite episodes? What are the ones that you would suggest people listen to and suggest me listen to? Well, um, you know, speaking of having a friend that you've been friends with, uh, your whole life, the episodes I have with my buddy, Sammy, uh, you'll see on the title, it'll show his name, Sammy Solorio. Um, I've been friends with him since before, you know, since we're in church as well. And now he does comedy. I started doing comedy and then he, he kept telling me, I want to do it. I want to, and I kept, I kept telling him, you got to do it. Got to, you know, I kept trying to push him and he finally started doing it. So those are my favorite episodes. Those are the ones with Sammy and then my co-host Ian Burford, Ian Burford. Um, if you scroll, scroll through, thanks for the invite podcast and, any kind of any episode you see his name on it, you know it's going to be a fun episode. Ian okay. or Sammy. I, I mean, I, I don't want to downplay the rest of them, but kind of in the same, um, same mindset. Like listening to two friends talk. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have a guest, and and you just go off the rails. Those are always fun to me. I think. Yeah. Well, another thing too is like like you said, you don't want to offend anybody or put anybody down. But and two, it's like it's like picking a favorite kid, you know, they're all the podcasts are kind of your baby. So it's like, which one, you know, <laughs> Yeah. I don't even want to tell the others. <laughs> I have a favorite, but I don't want the others. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, 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 but you know, I, I think, um, I, I think here's, here's the way I get hooked on, on a podcast. I'll listen to a recent one. You just choose, like, let's say if you know the guest, um, I've had, I've had, a. In the last month, I put out old episodes and new episodes of like with, you know, bigger comments like Brant Tobler, Jeff Keith. You know, Jeff Keith was on MTV uh, Disaster Day. He was on a recent one. Brant Tobler, obviously, um, he's been on. Well, if you don't know, he's been on Comedy Central on Shafir's podcast, Your Mom's House, Burt Kreischer's. Like Brant Tobler is a great fucking comic, super funny. I've had him on the podcast several times. I've had Steve, um, Steve Simone. I've had uh, Felipe Sparza. You know. Oh yeah, Felipe on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Felipe, Felipe is actually a big. Um, I don't want to get too off topic. Go too down a rabbit hole before we get off here. Felipe yeah. is actually a huge influence of mine that I don't name a lot, specifically because of a story that he told on. This is not happening. About him used used to be a crackhead he used to oh, smoke yeah. he used to be a fucking crackhead and then he kind of asked himself 
one day or somebody, you know, asked him, you know, what he wanted to do. And um, I think think one time in the joke, he says, you know, I want to smoke crack. You know, he wanted to, he wanted (laughs) to smoke crack for the rest of his life, but then he, he wanted to be a stand-up comedian and he overcame that hardcore crack addiction to be a hilarious stand-up comedian. And um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I used to be a fucking hardcore crackhead. Uh, Actually, um, I quit June 6th, 2018 because, and it was getting in the way of comedy. That's actually part of what helped me quit. Um, So when I first started, there was still like a month or so there, two months or so that I was still, in the midst of addiction, but, um, yeah, man, that's a, that's a huge influence on me that I do not, I do not name drop that enough. I actually, How amazing is that? That's, that's pretty cool. I, I'm going to go back and listen to that one. I'm going to go back. Yeah, and listen to there you go. Let that one be the first one. And, um, he talked about that. He talked about his drug addiction on my episode. Um, it's my, the episode is a throwback. So it's a re upload of, uh, of one of the f- very first podcasts I did. And um, that's how I built my relationship with Felipe as well. Uh, through podcasting, we bonded through there. And he's been, I mean, he's been a huge influence for me to, I, I'm surprised I didn't mention him in the beginning, but when he was on Last Comic Standing, it was the year before I started comedy. And that was huge to see a, a Latino go right. there and fucking just destroy. That was very influential. Yeah, um, dude, he's so funny. You, and it's funny you you could you could it, it's it's funny how there's a double standard right if you were to say i saw a white guy doing comedy and that really influenced me that would sound super racist to people right <laughs> right man i was so i just was so inspired when i saw bill burr's pale skin and red hair shining back at me it's so fun boston up. accent that's when i knew that I wanted to be a white supremacist comic. I mean, <laughs> do you think you think they have those? They probably have white supremacist comics that go around to like, they like tour to go to like clan rallies and shit, right? And go to like Aryan Brotherhood clubhouses and yes, and Legion do- of Skanks, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Louis J. Gomez is the leader, and he's a Puerto Rican. They don't know it. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lewis. Right. So um, you're talking about Legion of Skanks. So if I could give you, let me give you two suggestions for people to have on your podcast. Irish O'Neill. That's, um, he used to be in the church. What's happening now? He was the second podcast I ever did. First one I did in person, I rode the Greyhound bus up to Boston and did his podcast uh, tripping actually. Dude. I love that dude. I, yeah, Irish O'Neill. And uh, that was the first person that I met through the internet that let me come stay at their house. Um, oh, cool. But he's a cool dude. Oh, he's man. good people. I just had him on 420. He was on the podcast, on the, the notcast. Yeah. So um, Joey is a big fan of Legion of Skanks. He goes every year. He's had Big J and Lewis on his podcast, and he's friends with Lewis. Oh, nice. What's what's the name, Joey? Yeah, Irish O'Neill. Irish O'Neill. Sorry. Oh, okay. I, I yeah, I just know him as Irish O'Neill. Um, he was there. Uh, I met him at Skankfest the year I bombed, and then he was there for my. He actually he was there for my set, my redemption set last year. Nice. 
Yeah, he was there for one of them, and, and that was a fun set. Yeah, Irish is uh, He's got a podcast called The Shit Talking Cunts, which is more of that that vibe. You know, I don't I don't really – I as much as I I go for a Rogan kind of Duncan Trussell vibe, but he's got a really gritty, nasty, legion of skanks humor with his podcast and himself. So I think he would be a good fit. Oh, uh, cool. Your yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I, I trust me. I'm not. I'm not as clean as I acted like I was. Uh, I am pretty fucking dirty. It just. I just don't post the shit on Facebook. You know. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. We both. This. This was a super stimulating conversation, Freddie. Man, I really enjoyed this conversation. It went really long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It was great. It was fun. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time, and I know uh, we couldn't work it out in the past, but we made it happen, and. Thanks for the recommendation. I'm definitely going to hit up Irish because uh, we've, we've talked about it before. Me and him talked about doing a podcast. Yep, yep. Definitely do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to message him and tell him to hit you up with a preemptive strike. And then Scott Cunningham would be the other suggestion since he suggested me. He leads the church. I mean, um, yeah. he's kind of our, our, our high priest. Our, yeah, he's the high priest. Um, <laughs> plus, he's just a super fucking good guy, man. Uh yeah. And I'm sure that podcast would get a lot of listens from just from the church. So yeah, yeah. If if, well, if anything else, do it for the the clout. Do it for the clout. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've talked to to Scott about doing one too. So we're definitely going to make it happen. Awesome, man! I definitely. can't wait to hear that. I'm going to go back and listen to Felipe. I'm going to listen to that tonight while I paint some eyeballs on my room. Yeah, dude, check that, <laughs> check it out, check check out that one, and uh, um, if you're a fan uh of Steve Simone, Steve Simone's been on it, uh, Sam Tripoli's been on it like three or four times, um, so oh, um, actually, yeah, I had Tripoli the the week, oh, this was fucked up. It was the week that the Vegas shooting happened. Oh, wow. Um, just type in "thanks for the invite" on Google. I don't know what episode it is, and then and then Tripoli, Sam Tripoli, and then uh. It'll come up the times he's been on. He's been on several times. Okay. Uh, actually, I've had him on with Brent Tobler backstage at the at the comedy club one time too. But uh, that so that's the weekend. That's the week that the Vegas shooting happened, and we lost Ralphie May as well. Oh. So he was on that on that episode, and it was it was fucking crazy, dude. So damn. Yeah. All right, you're on Stitcher. Yeah, yeah everywhere. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. And old episodes like that, probably the best way is just type in thanks for the invite and then the name of the guest or something. Okay. But, um, but yeah, dude, thank, thanks for having me on. And then uh, let's see, uh, let's promote your uh, your uh, your social media and your podcast, bro. Where could people find you? Um, yeah, well, first of all, thank you for including me and in, in everything that you're doing, Freddie, because uh, uh, you're you're oh, yeah. you're you're more established than I am, so it means a lot for you to have me on, man. Um, so my social media, it's all, this is not Scott, um, with spaces between this is not Scott. (laughs) So, uh, is, is not, Oh, you got the word. You got the underscore. Yeah. It's this underscore is not underscore Scott. I need to change them all to just, this is not Scott. All one word probably. Um, yeah, and then I'm pretty sure no one no one has the, the this is not Scott like all one word. Yeah, there's no way anyone has that's, that. That's that's a pretty cool that's a pretty cool handle. And then um, on Facebook, it's comedian Scott Wharton, and the same with YouTube. 
which that's where you can find my podcast that I do video. But this one, this one I'll be uploading on the iTunes. Okay, nice. So is your is your podcast on i uh, on iTunes as well, or just or or is it a combination of the two? Or so right now it's been running on YouTube and Facebook. The first four episodes are on Facebook, and then everything else. I think we've done eleven now is on both YouTube and Facebook, and I'm just starting to upload all the all the audio files to iTunes. Uh, to make it easier for people to listen to just because you, you can't like Perfect. you can't really listen to a podcast on Facebook or YouTube and then you know scroll your phone or put it in your pocket and keep going on about your day right right so yeah, yeah. plus plus you really don't need video for my podcast anyway it's not like I'm showing clips or anything like that that you need to see yeah I got I got YouTube um red or premium whatever it's called so when i when i listen to your podcast i just turn off the screen put it in my pocket okay yeah yeah see yeah if, if you pay for the premium youtube then you can do that but people like me who are poor we're not all as privileged as you freddie <laughs> goddamn Korean. i got dictator. it i got the i got the <laughs> i got the password from a friend so. okay that's how i got my netflix <laughs> thanks pete <laughs> yeah <laughs> right on man. Uh, how can so, people find you how can my find you? Uh, so for me, it's um, thanks for the invite podcast, and you can find it on anywhere where you look up podcasts, and uh, and it's Fred. My my handle is Fred Fred Recker. It's F R E D R E K E R. Um, that's the handle pretty much everywhere. Okay. But um, just go to freddycorea.com. Um, C O R R E A is the way you spell. Oh, you have a dot com too. I need to. I need to work on that. That's right. You did say that you had a buddy who made your website. Yeah, he made it. It's it's super easy. Uh, Squarespace. After that, after he made it, I, I took over and I started fucking around with it. Just Square Squarespace is pretty cool. Just dra- drag and drop. Man, how big of a bong hit did you take before this picture for the uh, Thanks for the Invite podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I look pretty fucked up. Brother. You look awesome. <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah man controlling the fat man john joyce that's impressive dude he lost a lot of weight in a short amount of time it was only a couple months that he went through that transformation yeah it's my new inspiration dude i'm gonna start doing that and take some serious fucking discipline yeah we talk about some good exercise routines on that one so okay um yeah i'm gonna be on that journey pretty soon okay i think i found a new podcast rabbit hole for me to go down just hell yeah i've only been on what's up i've only been on like three or four it's been joe duncan joey and then um sam tripoli right right yeah that's the tinfoil hat yeah i love that yeah so um all right i'm gonna have to add thanks for the invite Thanks, bro. That's a I'm privileged. That's an honor right there. Thank you so much. Shit, thank you, Freddie, man. This has been awesome, dude. Hell yeah, brother. So I'll I'll hit you up when I have the file ready and all that good stuff. All right. Do you wanna um do you wanna upload on Sunday? I'm down. Okay. This upcoming Sunday? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what day of the week you usually like to upload. Joey told me always Sundays and Wednesdays. That's what Uncle Joey told you? 
Yep. He said, always do it Sunday night. So then Monday when people are going to work, they have something. On the See, system. now I'm getting third party knowledge from Uncle Joey Diaz. Okay. There you go. See, I, I run mine <laughs> live on Monday night. So maybe I should start. Maybe I should do something different. Maybe I should record uh, it live uh, on Monday night, put it on Patreon on Wednesday, and then put it on <laughs> YouTube and everything on Sunday. There you go. Do that. It's the cons consistency is a key, though. Yeah. Yes, working. definitely consistency. All right. So Sunday. Yeah, I feel like that'll be a good day for me because I'm doing improv. We're live streaming improv on Friday night. So that'll. Nice. I, I don't want to like oversaturate that Friday night or Saturday, and then. Um, so by the time Sunday rolls around, I think a lot. Of yeah, do a Sunday night and then uh, blast it on Monday. Fuck, during the fuck yeah. Five stars. Oh, yeah. All right, Freddie, man. Black. You have a good night, buddy. Go. go. You too, fuck bro. Thank Fox, you, man. man. You just got off work and you've been talking to me. Uh, it's all good, bro. Thank you, man. Save my number, too. All right, I will. I will. Shoot me, shoot me a text to the right number and then I'll save you. <laughs> all right, Freddie, man. You have a good night, brother. You too, brother. Later.